It's the Pistons Pod, presented by Uptime Energy Drink. Now here's your host, Matt Derry. Yes, thank you, John Mason. And we do welcome you into the Pistons Pod, everybody, right here at Pistons.com. What a win on Wednesday night for the Detroiters as the Pistons garner in their second win of the year. Getting by Jalen Green and the Rockets 112-104. We're going to talk about it on the podcast today with our special guest, ESPN play-by-play man for the NBA, college basketball, and college football, and a former Detroiter, Dave Pash, who was on the call of Wednesday night's game against the Rockets with Jeff Van Gundy. Dave was there courtside, saw the Pistons up close, saw Jeremy Grant throw in 35, the Cade Cunningham, really the most complete game for the rookie, the number one overall pick with 20. And just a fun game, a good win for the Pistons on the road in Houston. And next up, the team will head to Cleveland on a Friday night. We thank you for listening. Brought to you by Uptime Energy Drink. Pistons will be in Cleveland, as I mentioned, on Friday night. Don't forget, Motor City Cruise is underway. The G League team, you can get more information at cruisebasketball.com. The Motor City Cruise, run by Pistons assistant, uh, former Pistons assistant DJ Baker, now the head coach. Uh, Saban Lee dropping 42 the other night in the cruise opener, but the home opener for the cruise, Thursday night at 7 o'clock, and then Friday against Wisconsin, back-to-back games Thursday and Friday at 7 down at Wayne State. For more information, you can get it at cruisebasketball.com. Let's talk more about the Pistons and head back to Houston. We promised Dave Patch. Let's talk to him now. The voice, one of the voices on the NBA on ESPN and Called last night's game down in Houston with Jeff Van Gundy. Got to see Cade Cunningham and the Pistons firsthand. And he joins me now here on the Pistons pod. What's up, Dave? Matty, how you doing, my friend? Good, buddy. Uh, fun game last night. That was a good call. You guys had fun. And there were some <laughs> some good action, good sidebars last night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a good game, which obviously helps when it's close and you know, both guys played well. I was a little nervous early when they called that second foul on Kate Cunningham because, you know, the reason we're there, obviously, is to call the game between the top two picks, more so than talking about, you know, the Pistons and the Rockets. But, uh, you know, he came back in and played really well, and, you know, Jalen Green had a good game. It probably overall, it certainly was Cade's best game. It may have been Jalen Green's best game, although he had a 30-point game earlier in the season. Um, but it was kind of fun to watch those two go at it, and I got to see Troy Weaver, uh, we both know from Syracuse, who's obviously the GM of the Pistons, and I'm a big fan of his. Oh, yeah. So it was great to catch up with him and, and, and Coach Casey and, you know, talk about kind of the plan for the team. And, you know, Jeff even said to me, uh, you know, off the air, like, he, he really likes the way the Pistons play and, you know, just kind of how they operate, and that's you know, stems from – Dwayne and from Troy and kind of their vision for the team. So I think if you're a Piston fan, you should be encouraged. I like that. And I love I love that you said that because, you know, at times last night you watch and you say, man, this is this is what they're building. They, they kind of dug in on defense in the second half, which was cool, took the lead. And then late in the game, it's like, uh-oh, here come the Rockets on a run. But you're going to have those roller coasters, right, Dave, when you're a young team like this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. It just – it takes time. I, I get it. You know, people in Detroit have been patient with all their sports teams, so you don't want to hear that. But, you know, you, it takes time. You're building. You've got a lot of young players. It's going to be up and down. Um, you know, the one thing that, uh, you know, we, we were told about Kate Cunningham, and you could totally see it, was how smart he is. And, you know, he just he understands, you know, what he's seeing defensively. And 
I, I think the thing that stood out to me above all else was just how calm and cool he is. He's just a cool customer. You know, even when, you know, Jalen Green dunked on him and, you know, got the technical for taunting, you know, he didn't react. He said something to him a little bit later, but it wasn't much. He kind of said it with a smile on his face. So he seems pretty unflappable. And, you know, I know they've got some young guys that you know, I think Sadiq Bey is figuring things out a little bit maybe with how defenses now are, are treating him differently than they were a year ago. And, you know, Hayes is young. I mean, they've just got a young group, a young nucleus and it's just you're going to have to deal with the growing pains this year and probably next year too. But, you know, if you can develop these young guys, I mean, you look at Philly uh, and where the Sixers are now. I mean, every year you're talking about them as a contender where, you know, six, seven years ago, you know, they were at the bottom of the league. So, you know, if the Pistons can look at that and say, hey, if we, you know, keep developing these young guys, we got a chance to be you know, really good at some point. It's just going to take a while. Great talking to Dave Pash from ESPN called last night's game with Jeff Van Gundy on the four-letter network. By the way, you mentioned that Detroit fans need to have patience. Nice graphic you guys put up uh, during the game. That that got a lot of run, David, on, on Twitter because uh, everyone's like, oh, ESPN's picking on us, but it is kind of reality around here right now. Yeah, I, I and mean, we talked, you know, that one I knew was coming. I kind of <laughs> talked about that. I mean, you know, the, the Lions one, you feel, you know, you feel – Badly, I mean the other two. Okay, so it's been 2013, and for the Pistons, 2008. I mean, it's that's significant, but obviously the Lions one is most significant. <laughs> but I, I, you know, Chris Chris Spielman's my guy, and yeah, um, you know, I think you know, obviously Chris isn't involved in terms of like picking players or picking the coach, but you know, he's you know high up in the organization and was brought in to try to you know help change the culture there and kind of bring uh, some unity to that building and. I'm a big believer in Chris, and I think, again, you know, preaching patience, but, you know, Cardinals play the Lions. I do the Cardinals games, play the Lions at the end of December. Um, I don't know how much better the team will be then, but I just think, again, it's 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 unfortunate. Fans don't want to hear it, but uh, that is, that is you know, unfortunate where you guys are at this point, just oh. forced to be patient. No, no, no question about it. And I think in year two, and, and you know, you said you were talking to Troy, and, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and he said the same thing. He calls it a restoring, a restoration. Yeah. It's not a rebuild, and because he knows what what has happened here. You lived here, Dave, for a while. You know, you know about what when Pistons basketball gets good, what what happens in this town. But the it's tough to be patient. But in a game like last night, that's one that you look up and you go, yeah, it's a couple of one win teams. But for the Pistons to win that game, that was kind of important, and and the fans were into it because, of, like you said, the Cade versus Jalen Green thing. Yeah, it's look. It's hard to win. I think that's the, uh, you know, the the ultimate lesson in this thing. And I think the young players have to. You know, it's hard to be really good in the NBA, and it's hard to win. Um, I, I think when you get to you know, sometimes you know these guys who haven't dealt with a lot of adversity in terms of their professional lives, in terms of their athletic lives, they haven't. You know, they've always been the best player. They always were on teams that won. You know, I see it with Kyler Murray. You know, he had to adjust the first year to losing. He had never lost. He was always the best player. Yeah, and yeah. they were always the best team. Right. So it was an adjustment, getting used to, okay, getting used to the process of learning how to win and how to be great and how to be a pro. And that's something that all the young guys have to do. Um, and then just, you know, winning, it's, it's not easy and it's hard to stack wins. So... But yeah, Troy said the same thing about hey, it's it's not a rebuilding. We're looking at this as a restoring, and I love that. 
because you know you've got young guys that are impressionable and you you want to build a system and a culture that they'll get behind and you just got to be consistent and again i've known troy for 20 years going back to when he was an assistant coach at syracuse and he he's a pretty consistent guy like what you see is what you get each day at least from what i you know oh, the yeah. times that i've been around him and that that's important you have to have that and Dwayne casey's very similar like they're you know again if you're a pistons fan those are the right two guys to be in those two positions to to lead your program tell me about well, watching cade last night i don't know if you did any of his games last year on the college level dave of course does college basketball at espn college football and he has, uh nba on espn but what'd you think of kind of his demeanor and it's, it's funny watching i'm sure it was interesting being courtside watching how different jalen green and cade cunningham are as players yeah yeah and that's why i said earlier about how calm and cool cade seems it just it doesn't – the moment's certainly not too big for him. He's very comfortable, you can just tell. And the way he – yes, his style of play and Jalen Green's are different. Their demeanor's a little different. You don't see Cade Cunningham with the trash talking or the, the taunting or what Jalen Green did on the dunk. I mean, whatever. That's not like that big of a deal. Uh, I'm not knocking Jalen Green at all. He's a brilliant talent, and he seems like a great kid. Talking to the Rockets coaches, they, they love him. You know, they think the world of him as a person, so – um, but there's there's uh, a certain thing to to Cade Cunningham, just the way he plays. There's kind of a, a a hidden swagger. He doesn't really show it off, but it's there. You can tell there's a confidence, and it's just you know this is his fifth game, and he, he was certainly the most efficient he'd been. Uh, I did not get to call any of his games last year, but I watched a lot of them. Um, I mean, he's impressive. He's got a beautiful stroke. He, you know, he hit some threes last night. He can get to the paint. He will get stronger, but he's pretty strong as it is. It's just, you know, going up against point guards around the NBA every night for six months. That's going to take time to get used to. He's going to have some good nights, and he's going to have some off nights. But I, I think the fact that he's really smart, uh, th- there's a leadership quality and a trait that he has and i know that was important to the pistons when they were trying to decide they you know they looked at you know i think him playing in college as opposed to you know jalen green going to the g league where you're a pro yes but you're not around the structure that you are right. at a college program i think you know went you know certainly played a factor into the decision making to go with k and i think too just the leadership and you could really see that last night matt they uh, they really missed Isaiah Stewart when he was out last night in in foul trouble, and then the, you know the, the the offensive glass kind of worked to get Houston back in the game. I loved your your and Jeff's discussion when 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 Beef Stew, as we call him here, got teed up, and you saw him in the Pac-12 played for our buddy Mike Hopkins. I mean, he he's an asset here. He's there's already talk about hey, he's kind of like Ben Wallace. He's kind of like Rodman, and fans fans here love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was funny because Jeff was you know. Jeff's a big Rochester guy, uh, and that's where Nazareth the College is, and that's where Jeff went. And he was talking to Isaiah before the game, and you know he brought up the school that Isaiah went to and said it's you know the best Catholic high school <laughs> in the country. And that's when I joked, hey, I came down to Nazareth or Washington, right, for for uh, Isaiah. Uh, yeah, and I remember Hop, he would just talk glowingly about what a great kid Isaiah is, and just how hard he works. He, you know, he's undersized. Uh, he's not it's a tough spot that he's in but you know he's so big uh and he's athletic um 
Yeah, I kind of like that. I didn't, I didn't really think about the whole, you know, the Ben Wallace Rodman thing of being undersized, but just being a tenacious a player and a winning player. And that's that's what Isaiah Stewart is. You know, he's probably not a guy that's going to end up averaging 20 and 10, but you don't need all your guys to average 20 and 10. So ho- hopefully, you know, he continues to, to grow and, and progress because, you know, like a lot of the young players they have, they, they fit a role. And I think that's part of, you know, the challenge of when you're restoring is you got all these young players just because they're high draft picks doesn't mean they're all going to work and fit together. You've got to figure out as a GM and as a coach, how do they fit? Um, you know, it's something the Rockets have to figure out. You've got two young, talented players in Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. How do they play together? Does it work, the two of them, together? And that's something that the Pistons will have to decide with all their young guys. Okay, which piece works here? And because Cade's our guy is – you know, somebody over here that maybe could play that same position. Do we need to maybe think about putting him somewhere else? Or we need to change his minutes? Or do we need to look to move him to get another piece that might fit our system? So uh, those are some of the challenges that they face. And will be interesting to see over the next year kind of how they shape the franchise. Pistons Pod brought to you by Uptime Energy Drink. Talking to Dave Pash from ESPN. Was on the call of last night's Pistons 8-point win in Houston. Dave, we've gone like 12 minutes and didn't even bring up Jeremy Grant yet. The guy dropped 35 last night, and that's the kind of veteran piece you have to have around the young guys in a third quarter that looked a little bleak to start, and then Grant just carried him and ended up winning the game. Yeah, I love Jeremy Grant, not just because he went to, to Syracuse. You know, Jeff Van Gundy was part of you know Team USA in Tokyo, and he talked about how, I don't know if you heard this on the broadcast, but he talked about how you know Jeremy Grant, gave up his summer to go over there knowing he probably was not going to be, you know, one of the top options on the team. And he talked about how it didn't matter if coach pop put him in for a minute at the end of a quarter uh, to hit a three or to play defense or get a rebound or whatever. He like cherished that and embraced it and worked his butt off. And I thought, you know, Jeff doesn't throw around compliments all the time unless they are warranted. And when he said that about Jeremy Grant, that really got my attention. So, again, when you're trying to rebuild or restore, you need players like Jeremy Grant. Uh, and he's a great story. He wasn't a high pick. He's turned into a really good and reliable yeah. NBA player. He really is. It, it, it's interesting, too, because you were in Houston last night doing doing this game, and it's like the fans will say, uh, ESPN, all they do is they show the Lakers, they show the Celtics, <laughs> you know, the Knicks now. Uh, it, it was it was kind of refreshing to have two young teams get featured last night. And like you mentioned, the Cade versus a Green storyline w- was there. But for you, that must have been cool. I mean, you, I know you haven't done a Pistons game in a while. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I'm tr- actually trying to think of the last time. I know it was when Stan was the coach. I think it was against the Warriors in Detroit, you know, five or six years ago. Um, yeah, early in the season, you know, those games are, are set up so that we can highlight the two young guys and, you know, get people that, uh, you know, follow them maybe in college or summer league, the people that watch summer league, you know, to, to be interested. And yeah, it's really about those two players, but I, I think it's fun to do something different. You know, you could tell that, you know, look, there was a good crowd last night. It was an important game for both those teams. And, you know, obviously it's fun to do the best games and the best teams, but you know, I, I think all of us are, are, you know, we're storytellers and, and when you get to sell a game early in the season, 
uh, is something that you know could be special and memorable. I mean, it's a game that those two guys won't forget. I won't forget that game. Like if Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green go on to be all stars, and we touched on this last night, that it's amazing, Matt. Only four times have the numbers one and two in the same draft both gone on to be all NBA. Think about that. Think how hard That's it? that is. Yes, four wow. times. And Alonzo Mourning and Shaq were the last ones. That's 92. So think how hard that is as a talent evaluator, but also as a player, just to make all NBA. Um, it doesn't mean you're not a great player. You, I mean, it's the special guys make the all NBA. You can still be a great player and not make all NBA. Um, but I guess my point is, like, if both those guys become great players, if both somehow become all NBA, I know I, I won't forget doing that game last night, the first time they you know, played against one another. Wow, Alonzo Mourning. Remember, remember 92, your sophomore year, my freshman year? We're geeking out right now. It's uh, radio oh, for yeah. two. But he walked into that carrier dome, and I was, I was just like, oh, my gosh, it's Alonzo Mourning. He's really yeah. here. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. That's incredible. What about uh, the rest of the league, Dave? You've seen some teams now. You've done a handful of games here at the start of the year. How do you kind of look at the NBA right now, and and who are some of the top teams in your mind? Well, what Golden State's done, it's interesting, right? You go back to our conversation earlier about finding the right pieces, developing young players. Look at Jordan Poole and his growth. Look at some of the young guys on Golden State. No Clay Thompson yet the Warriors are still at the top of the league. And Steph has been great. You obviously have to have a all-world, once-in-a-lifetime player like Steph Curry. Um, but they have young guys that have grown and developed. Uh, I think what the Bulls are doing right now, uh, they're, they're clearly a team that should be where they are. Uh, it's remarkable how quickly they've turned that around, but they look legit. You know, Miami, I still think, you know, Philly, depending on what happens with Simmons, is going to be at the top of the standings. I mean, Milwaukee, they're not whole yet, and, and they're still, you know, right there. Uh, Brooklyn, I just don't know. You know, it's hard. I had a Nets game last week. You know, James Harden isn't there yet in terms of being in the best condition and I think also just getting used to how the game's being called differently this season. In the West, I'm still a big believer in Phoenix. I think – you know, last year they exceeded expectations. So, you know, they've got the target now as opposed to being the hunter last year. You know, I'm sure the Lakers, when they get everybody together, they'll be there. The Clippers without Kawhi, I think it's going to be tough. And, and Utah is such a good team that you can't count out the Jazz. So I think there's probably 10 teams right now that really stand out as legit contenders. But you now this could be a year like last year where. You know, I mean, it was Milwaukee Phoenix in the finals, Matt, last yeah, year? Yeah. No one thought that. This could be another year where you have two teams that before the season you never expected to make the NBA finals. Dave, always great to uh, catch up, my friend. I had a great call last night, and uh, hopefully we'll hear you on some more Pistons games down the road. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Dave Pash from ESPN joining us here on the Pistons Pod. Of course, you can find us at Pistons.com and wherever you get your podcast, Pistons. And Cavs in Cleveland Friday night at 7. And don't forget Motor City Cruise home opener Thursday and the second game, uh, second home game Friday against the Wisconsin Herd down at Wayne State. We'll talk to you again next week.